attention patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, where we are always on uh, Liberty First University, bringing you your constitutional education the way no one else is, the way no one else can. And that's what we do here on our show. We bring you contemporary issues from a constitutional and uh, principled perspective, the way the media is supposed to be bringing this information to you, not with the spin and the politics and the tribalism, because we know tribalism kills. <laughs> so I have, uh, I have a couple stories for us here today, uh, a f- federal overreach and the... Uh, Proof, by the way, of what everybody was saying that there are those, that there's two systems, right? You've got the system, the legal system for you and me, and the legal system for those in power. And uh, so I think maybe we will start off with, with that one. Uh, we'll get into the expansion of federal power in uh, in a few minutes. But I want to talk to you about how the the uh, it has now come to light. And there's some things that are really disturbing to me about the way this has come to light. Um, apparently, the transcripts of last year's hearing was released. And it comes that forward that from the last year's hearing uh, released... Uh, in in these transcripts that, yes, Lisa Page admitted under questioning from Texican Republican uh, Representative uh, John Ratcliffe last summer. I just want to keep repeating that. This last summer, this is, quote, the FBI was ordered by the Obama DOJ not to consider charging Hillary for gross negligence in the handling of classified information. And he told uh, uh, this in a social media post just this week, just Tuesday, citing a newly unearthed transcript of Page's closed door testimony. All right, so let's just set this scene right here, JC. Texas Republican Representative John Radcliffe last summer questioned. Lisa Page and got the information last summer that the FBI was ordered by the Obama DOJ 
not to consider charging Hillary Clinton for gross negligence in the handling of classified information. Now, when this came out, I pointed out on the show, and I'm pretty sure you were with me at the time, that the statute was very clear. Hillary Clinton is, by her own admission, guilty of violating this statute, which is a criminal offense uh, for her handling of classified information. We actually even pointed out that there are military service members in Leavenworth right now. We had examples of people in Leavenworth right now for doing less than what she did. Now, we were both military intelligence. We, I, I don't know if we went through the exact same training as Hillary Clinton, but I can't imagine it being much different. I mean, security clearance is security clearance, right? You go through the training videos, you sign the the, the, the six inches of paperwork saying that you're going to handle this stuff. You know how to handle this stuff. And she didn't handle this stuff properly. Not only that, there's evidence that she actually destroyed this information. So now the public is being uh, notified of this hearing that happened last year. And, and in the... Uh, transcript that was let that was released the this is this is kind of how the testimony went so ratcliffe questions page last summer and he says quote so let me if i can i know i'm testing your memory ratcliffe says but when you say you got advice uh, when you say advice you got from the department you're making it sound like it was the department that told you you're not going to charge gross negligence because we're the prosecutors and we're telling you we're not going to. And then the transcript says that Paige interrupted him and said that's correct. And that as Ratcliffe was finishing his sentence, she says, he says, we're, we're telling you we're not going to. And Paige finishes, bring the case based on that. Last year. So here's my question. So I understand that we are just now releasing this, this, or, or this transcript has just been released, but Ratcliffe was there. Right. Ratcliffe did the questioning. <clears throat> Ratcliffe last summer and anybody else who was present in that room last summer knew from Paige that the Department of Justice was going to refuse to bring charges against Hillary Clinton, even though they knew her standard of conduct met the statute last summer. So how is it you get all of this media news, you get all of this fake news, if you will, about how, uh, the, uh, how Comey was okay, he was following the law, there was nothing wrong with what Comey was doing, there was, he was uh, not covering for Hillary. We went through months and months and months and months and months about how Comey was doing the right thing, according to the media. When yeah, he, he was actually justified. So what in Comey's presentation, it was actually him justifying, uh, you know, he had to create a, a justification of, of following these orders. So 
so there were three things really that I see in Comey's actions. So number one, he said no reasonable prosecutor would pursue this case. Okay, so that he was actually referring to the prosecutors in the Obama Department of Justice who said we will not prosecute this case. So then he had to build a justification for you know for carrying their water. So he that's when he uh, one he created. Uh, the uh, extra element in the statute. So you start talking about intent. Intent, right. He brought mm-hmm. in intent. The statute does not require intent. So he he added that uh, to be able to, to justify While this. admitting at the same time that she was grossly negligent. Right. So saying in his own testimony that she was grossly negligent, adding the element of intent that is not there. But not only that, the assertion that no reasonable, prosec- reasonable prosecutor would bring forward charges is proven false by Page's testimony that they were actually considering bringing charges. Not to mention the fact that they were, you know, their idea of bringing charges was quashed by the higher-ups. And guess what? Reasonable prosecutors have brought charges against people like you and me for less conduct than what Hillary Clinton did. Yeah, and then then the other thing was, I mean, obviously he, uh, I would say, concealed evidence or ignored evidence. I mean, he overlooked the, uh, what was that, the... Uh, bit I don't even remember what it's called the bleach bit or whatever yeah. where they they destroyed the information digitally and then the hammers they took to the cell phones and destroying them and the hard drives or whatever they were um, so I mean it's a big co- this is a big cover up and in the very least negligence or dereliction of duty uh, on the part of those involved in this hearing such as John Ratcliffe. Thank you very much. That is my entire point. This is not just a cover-up from the Obama DOJ. This is a cover-up from everybody who was present in that hearing. Including... Everybody. Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy. Was there. I mean, all, he's he's the he's a tough-talking bulldog. Oh, goodness. And, I mean, I don't understand how you don't reveal that. To say, you know, you can say, oh, well, this was... Closed door, classified, blah, blah, blah. You, I think, you know, in the very least, you come out and say, look, uh, I, I'm not supposed to talk about this. I, I'd be breaking the law if I revealed this. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's evidence that came out in this hearing that directly counters this testimony and proves that she is guilty. And this, this ought to be made public. They should have all been saying that. They should, I mean, they, there should have been some kind of big protest where they're just, you know, chaining themselves to a statue out in the middle of the rotunda saying, we're not going to continue this any further because you are covering up uh, information pertinent to this case. You're, you're concealing evidence. So there should have, to me, been a more vigorous stand in getting More this vigorous. revealed there how about some kind of stand at all jc 
seriously, months and months and months of the American people being inundated and yeah. lambasted with this, oh, uh, you know, everybody who's trying to persecute Hillary, Comey is correct, he's not biased, there's not a double standard, all of this stuff. And where is your champion, uh, Trey Gowdy? Where are these people who were actually present in this hearing? And I'm, I'm like you, JC, okay, fine. So you've been under threat. You, you realize that Hillary Clinton has violated the, the security clearance standard. And you've been in a hearing now that they're telling you is covered by that security clearance standard. You don't want to be a hypocrite, violate that security clearance standard. But where is the morality? Where is the integrity when the people are brainwashed for months and months and months, something that will never be under undone, and you are standing there saying nothing. You could have said, look, the media's lying. I was there and there's going to be proof. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. We're talking about the newly released transcript of uh, Lisa Page proving that the media has been lying to us, that there's this huge cover-up, a huge cover-up. Can we, can we clearly say, JC, would I be wrong to say a bipartisan cover-up of what's going on here? You've got proof that there were Republican uh, representatives in a hearing that heard from Lisa Page's mouth herself that that she was she and the Department of Justice were under orders to not bring charges against Hillary Clinton for her her misuse excuse me for her misuse of classified documents. You can you imagine? being Lisa Page, having gone through this hearing, knowing what you said under oath, and then hearing the media for months and months and months go on and on and on about something that is patently false. I'm sure she celebrated. Well, of course she did. So what do you say about Radcliffe? What do you say about Gowdy? What do you say about the people who were present who sat by and said nothing? Well, th this is the thing. They were, they were barking and complaining and, and pointing fingers, but no one, no one was direct. No one that I recall you know, stood up and said, we have evidence of this. And there was, I don't remember a move. I mean, this, this should have been... Come on, you're a, le a year later. This should have been long gone. Then, you know, we find out that, you know, remember said we, we have an insurance problem. This is Page and Stroke, you know, who mm -hmm. were in charge of this thing. Uh, we have an insurance policy to make sure, you know, to take Trump down. We find out that's the Russia investigation. The Rus Russia investigation, the whole thing was uh, orchestrated by the Democrat Party and Fusion GPS and all of these Democrat operatives working with Steele and the Russians to concoct 
the story that they had little, little evidence on, but they were they were crafting this thing to be able to target Trump. And by the way, it's worked pretty well for them. Um, you know, but I, it's it's unbelievable. A year later, here we go. So, what does that say about all these Republicans? I don't understand. Exactly. That's my point. You expect this from the Democrat Party now, especially as they've become more and more aggressive with their political tactics. But now you've got Republicans who are who are allegedly Trump backing Republicans who say nothing, not to mention, hey, don't don't do this because you love Trump. Don't do this to defend Trump. Don't do this because, frankly, this part of the entire thing has nothing to do with Trump. Right. This has to do with Hillary Clinton. Look, this is criminal conduct. Hillary Clinton needs to be impeached. And I'm going to tell you, go to chrisannhall.com. There's an article impeachment words mean something read the article on impeachment and learn why hillary clinton can still be impeached and must still be impeached because she should never be allowed to hold office again i i she she should never she actually is getting her bar license restored i think this is just insane i think the same could be said about loretta lynch Absolutely. And the same could be said about Barack Obama. And Comey. You know, depending on his his knowledge and his mm-hmm. participation in this thing. Yeah. But Loretta Lynch, in the very least, Comey, obviously. I mean, this, this is a cover-up. This is an absolute cover-up. And it's not about Trump. It's about covering for Hillary Clinton. It's about the rule of law. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the whole thing, and I think that's what was going on. You have so many of the Republicans that were, that were uh, you know, never Trumpers. Anyway, and so it's like anybody and everybody found an excuse to turn a blind eye and, you know, do the bare minimum and allow due process and the rule of law to be absolutely shredded over the last two years. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. This tribalism. I was it's an aristocracy. I was thinking about it today when I I was looking at some, you know, some sort of news roundups that I get. In, mm-hmm. in email every day, and I just, I'm, I'm noticing the, I mean, the Trump, irrational Trump hatred. Like, I was thinking of the libertarian uh, information that I get, and I and I thought to myself, is there any, is there even any objective libertarianism out there anymore? I'm seeing that tainted with every, all the libertarian stuff, other than Tom Woods, everything that comes at me is uh, anti-Trump or pro-immigrant, bent to it open borders there's there's nothing like all principle has gone out the window who operates on principle anymore we do you can't learn the easy way you'll learn the hard way chris and hall she's liberty's lobbyist Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. JC, as we leave this this story behind and move to our next story about the expansion of federal power just one more time 
as if we can, you know, as if we have room to expand federal power one more time. I just want to mention something. Hey, I don't know anybody out there have contact with Donald Trump. I don't know if Donald Trump listens to our radio show, but you asked the question, JC, who deals with principle anymore? We do. We are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality. Share our show with your friends because, look, it's the only place they're going to get real real reporting and real information and real education on what's going on in America without the tribalistic bent. But I just want to send a message to Donald Trump because Donald Trump sent out a tweet blasting, quote, the Obama DOJ as a corrupt machine. Mr. Trump, that's now your DOJ. Those people are still the same people. You may have gotten rid of Comey, you may have gotten rid of uh, Strauch and, and Page, but 99% of that Obama DOJ is your DOJ now. So don't blast them, fix them. I, I don't understand why people don't just come in, uh, why presidents just don't come in and clean house. Or at least make everybody go through a job interview again. You replace the department heads that are that are loyalists and uh, with people who are constitutionalists, and then you make every single person in the department go through a, a review to see whether they stay or not. Why is that? Why is that done? That's not unreasonable. Well, it's it's supposed to be the idea of uh, you know stability in the sense of experience. At that job, right? We don't need a bunch of new people who don't know what they're doing. That's that's what their <laughs> reasoning is. But you you end up keeping these corrupt bureaucrats for for forty plus years or right. more in these positions, so that it really becomes part of uh, a a sub government. If you don't like the term shadow government, mm-hmm. right? It be I mean, it really, there is this. Uh, hierarchy where that the people the people we elect the faces you know the names you know they are not really the ones operating our federal government right there is another level of unknown faces and in and in many times see to me it's a sub government tied with a shadow government right. so you have this sub government which is not accountable. They're not elected, therefore not accountable. Right. And then those people are attached to the shadow government, you know, think these outside groups and people like Tides Foundation and, you know, the, these George Soros front groups, et cetera. Uh, the shadow the government. The non-governmental organizations. Yeah, the NGOs, NGOs. That, that then, you know, can basically give their marching orders to people you and I will never see, but yet they're the ones writing the policy. They're the ones implementing this stuff. They're the ones running the show. And and that's what we get to see every now and again when people like Stroke and Page and these guys come to light, you actually get to see this sub-level government that's actually running and dictating things. I mean, look how much so influence just, these two little yeah. agents had where they were in charge of this. I mean, and, and again, the outside shadow government agency, you think of Fusion GPS, you think of this uh, foreign foreigner, a foreigner. Remember, Christopher Steele, a foreign intelligence agent, okay? Mm-hmm. A foreigner and this NGO, Fusion GPS, that's tied to another NGO, the Democrat Party, mm-hmm. let's remember, is an NGO, just like the Republican Party. And and they they 
They have dictated this. They have dictated the investigation. They dictated the charging and non-charging of two of the highest elected officials in the United States. That was controlled by these NGOs, the shadow organizations, and the subgovernmental entities. Well, now you've segued into our new expansion or the proposition of new expansion of federal power coming from our favorite senator, my favorite senator, and your favorite senator, Marco, Marco Antonio. <laughs> Marcus Antonius, the, uh, the Spartan. Uh, His he, name actually is Marco Antonio. Rubio. Yeah, right, like, right. I'm not making that up. So Marco Antonio, you're going to have me doing that. Marcus, Marco Rubio is uh, the author of Senate Bill 265 uh, titled Threat Assessment Prevention and Safety Act of 2019, which is quite cleverly uh, subtitled TAPS. That's what he calls it, TAPS. Uh, you know what we always say about a, a people... Um, uh, legislation named after dead people is always bad legislation. Well, now he's got a whole Senate act that makes you think of taps, right? So we're going to prevent the playing of taps with my threat assessment prevention and safety act. And so he's got, he, and the new trend now is to label everything bipartisan because now if it's bipartisan, then it's okay. Right. You can have any kind of tyranny, any kind of expansion of federal power, any kind of act by the federal government. And it's OK as long as it's bipartisan. It's the tyranny of majority. And what is this? What does this taps do? It creates a behavioral threat assessment and management team. We are now going to employ behavioral psychologists to identify individuals who are exhibiting patterns of concerning behavior that might indicate an interest, motive, intention, or capability of carrying out an act of violence. Can you say minority report, JC? Yeah. This is, this is, I just brain... Behavioral psychologists now determining how we deal with people previous to their actions. And we're creating a brand new bureaucracy. Oh, but don't worry, it's only going to exist for six months. And this brand new bureaucracy built of behavioral psychologists on every level to determine who might be a threat somewhere in the future. It's the establishment of a joint behavioral threat assessment and management task force. Don't worry. It's only for six months. We're only going to employ 24 people for six months. Now, they're going to be GS-15s. They're going to be two representatives from what is that first classification there, JC? NGOs. Mm -hmm. So we're now going to, once again... Build a bureaucracy that's only going to be around for six months of who's, who's two of 24 members will be NGO representatives who have an expertise in behavioral psychology. Then we're going to have two mental health service professionals with clinical experience who are determined by whom? The Secretary of State to have expertise in behavioral psychology. 
One state or local prosecutor who is determined by the secretary to have an expertise in behavioral psychology and not more than two representatives from an educational entity, not more than two representatives from a local behavioral threat assessment management units, and not more than two representatives from the state behavioral threat assessment management team. So you said behavioral psychology. It says behavioral threat assessment and management. I think that's slightly different because I can I can foresee, you know, it's basically some government training that they come up with that that right. trains you in behavioral threat assessment and management. You right. get a certificate and then <laughs> you're an expert, right? So right, right, right. To have expertise. So then that trained by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Well and so then that goes to you you can pick who you want to be on there, and then you get them certified. Mm-hmm. You know, so oh, I, okay, great. Yeah, you go through the certification. We like you. You have our correct ideology and mentality. And so now you go through this training, we're going to give you this certification. And I think that's definitely, when you say SPLC, definitely, I, you know, you can, Well, we you know the SPLC that. is training yeah. these people so. to identify potential domestic terrorists. We know that. We know they've been doing that since Janet Napolitano. We know they were doing that under Loretta Lynch. We know they're still doing it under Jeff Sessions, mm-hmm. right? So they ha- nothing like that has changed. Now, here are the governmental agencies that these NGOs are, uh, that will have actual access to. When you said these non-elected people, right? You have 24 non-elected people hand-selected by the people who want an end result. Correct. Who now have direct access to those with the most power in the federal government. Two offices in the Secret Service, two offices in the FBI, two offices in the Department of Justice, the NCIS in the Navy, uh, Threat Assessment Section of the Capitol Police, Department of Education, Health and Human Services, uh, the VA, and what is this? Uh, we Department have a, of State Diplomatic Security Service. Right. And now that most people don't realize these are all agencies of the federal government. We actually have an agency. They're actually sub-agencies of those agencies that right. I mentioned. The, the Office of Violence Against Women of the Department of Justice. Right. Where is the constitutional authorization to create a bureaucracy to take money from the American people, to pay to have an office of uh, uh, violence against women. Office on violence against women, not of violence. Oh, on, yeah, Yeah, right. They're not actually going around committing (laughs) violence against women. Because grammar matters. But this is my point, right? So we have now all of these NGOs, these non... And and everybody in that list that I gave you were non-governmental entities except for the prosecutors that were being hired. Now married with governmental entities. And they're being paid by the governmental entities to come to a conclusion that the governmental entities want. So, then so you what get paid, with- what are you going to do? You're going to give them the answer you, they want right. to hear. So then what's done with their answer? Right. So here's the thing now. You, like I said, you don't have to worry. It's only six months. Yeah, right. And they're going to create this, this new bureaucracy that's only going to last for six months is going to create recommendations relating to a behavioral threat assessment and management training program 
which will train officers, employees of the federal, state, local, and tribal governments, agencies, and private entities in the community-based, multidisciplinary, multi-jurisdictional behavioral threat assessment management. Uh, and, and when we come back after the break, I'm going to tell you what all of those things are code words for, because that, that there is n so much depth and meaning in those words that they simply, it sounds really benign, right? Just recommendations to certain agencies and entities. But Marco Antonio. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, finishing up our class today on government expansion and government uh, corruption. And first, before we go, JC, where exactly, I'm missing it, in article section and clause, is there an authorization for the federal government to take money from the American people to create a task force and a training program to assess uh, th behavioral threat assessment and management threats. I I'm I'm not sure about that, but it, it, this reminds me of the memo that Janet Napolitano sent out way back when, yep. talking about who was the threat. Remember that mm -hmm. was veterans coming back home, uh, pro-life pro -life people, Christians, people who say they're Christians. Uh, I think Those who espouse the ideologies of the founders because yeah. she claimed that they were anti-government extremist ideologies, yeah. which, by I the way, Jews is were how, in there. how Jews I the get on the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center list, right? Yeah. Because I espouse the ideologies of the people who created America. Yeah, Jews and Mormons or something on the list? I don't remember. The list was absolutely it was crazy. It was absolutely so crazy. So this is, I mean, that's what... So here's a task force, task force. To, to, to determine who's the threat uh -huh. and then train the schools and whatnot. And, and law and, enforcement, how to deal with the threat. And actually take oversight of our local schools. Right. Take, Thro throw that under the Department of Homeland, Homeland Security. Security. Right. The Department of Homeland Security is now going to be over your schools. Not only that, they're going to be even more entangled with your law enforcement. So recommendations. Oh, don't worry, JC. They're just going to offer recommendations. They don't have to take them. Yeah, exactly except, like Common Core. Exactly like Common Core. Except Marco Rubio brags Marco on his... Antonio. Marco Antonio brags that his new uh, legislation will create a grant program for states, local governments, tribal organizations, educational entities, and non-governmental organizations to establish community-based behavioral threat assessment and management units. So we're going to be, our tax dollars are going to be funding this. And the states and local governments and the NGOs who accept these grants will now be required to implement the recommendations. Because you know with comes the money, comes the demands. You realize Marco Marco Antonio. That's Mark Anthony. Mm -hmm. the, na the name is Mark Anthony from Julius Caesar. That was ah. that was Julius Caesar's flip flopping enforcer. <laughs> well, there you go. Just God knew what he was doing when he he impressed on Mark Marco's parents to name him after Mark Anthony from Julius Caesar. So the training program says recommendations, which you know will be mandates when the people take the money, and everybody wants federal money, right? So these 
mandates relating to behavioral threat assessment and management training programs are now going to train officers, employees, schools, and NGOs in what they call multi-jurisdictional. Do you know what that means, JC? Multi-jurisdictional is the new uh, buzzword for the federal government now rules over you. Co-opting local and state. The dissolving of the sovereignty of the states, the dissolving of the autonomy of the people, putting the people's government under federal rule. So you think you elect your sheriff? No, no, no. Your sheriff you may elect by ballot if he is under a multi-jurisdictional task force. He is actually ruled by the federal government. You think you elect your legislator? Oh, maybe on paper. But if your county commissioner, your city councilman, your police chief, are now in a multi-jurisdictional task force, if your if your legislator is involved in a multi-jurisdictional task force, if your teachers are involved in a multi-jurisdictional task force, they are now primarily ruled over by the federal government, which is another reason why your voice has no voice. Can I just do a little founder quote here, JC? Go for it. James Madison. If Congress can employ money indefinitely to the general welfare and are the sole and supreme judges of the general welfare, they may take care of religion into their own hands. They may appoint teachers in every state, county, and parish and pay them out of their public treasury. They may take into their own hands the education of children, establishing in like manner schools throughout the union. They may assume provisions for the poor. They may undertake regulation of all roads other than post roads in short. Everything. From the highest object of state legislation down to the most minute object of police would be thrown under the power of Congress. James Madison giving us a warning in 1792, a warning under the very same, uh, for the very actions of Marco Antonio and those like him, turning America from a constitutional republic into a kingdom ruled by federal dollars. This is why we have to pay attention, America. This is why we have to know what's going on. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.